your wrist. I heard it. I was working on the deck, and the second half of my deck, all of the boards were so rotted, and the screws were rusty, so every time we tried to unscrew a screw, they just spun in the wood. So I had to pry every board off with a crowbar, and I uh, hurt my injured my wrist. A stress injury is what they called it when I went to the doctor. Cool. I, I understand uh, hurting your wrist while working your deck. <laughs> hey, so I was I was working hard and I got a repetitive stress injury. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh, it's been a while, it's guys. Been a long time. <laughs> we're knocking the dust off on this pod. There's some th- some things have happened since last time we were here. Yeah. Yeah, like what's happened? I Pee Wee died. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rip. Rip. There won't be another movie. Which means we're done watching Pee Wee, right? Well, you could still watch. You could watch Big Top Pee Wee, and you could watch the new one, and then you could watch the show. And oh you great! Could watch the, the old play <laughs> and Blow. Is Pee Wee and Blow? Yeah. <laughs> and some Cheech and Chong movies. Um, well, we're here. We're here. We should probably just get into it, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a beverage. I have. Good. I'm eating it. a crunchy pickle. <laughs> I have a Montucky cold snack. Speaking of repetitive stress motions, <laughs> how's that pickle? Mm-hmm. Um, I, a cold snack, huh? Yeah. I like it. I'm drinking Burn a similar alcohol content drink. I'm having a Waterloo cherry limeade, <coughs> seltzer water. Bill, do you have Ein beverage? He has a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a pickle, but I also have a hybrid of what you guys are drinking. <clears throat> I have a San Juan double seltzer. Ooh, double dark series. Nice. What flavor? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm choking on my pickle. <laughs> and it's a drop. Uh, it's watermelon flavored. Mm, cool. The goal of that game was definitely balls to balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was that stupid football game from the new Top Gun movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what that drops uh-huh. from. <laughs> um, yeah, Sam Juan double seltzer, 8.4%. Mm. I think if somebody asked me, what any drop was from ever on the show. I would never get it even close. Clean big dick. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I would love him to just hold my body and just tell me everything's going to be okay. Who is that about? (laughs) So Forrest Whitaker. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Not Val Kilmer? No. No. That was, uh... Oh, from it was the Vietnam woman, Charlie Sheen. No, I want to duck my sausage in this. I would love him to just hold my body and just tell me everything's going to be okay. But yeah, when that guy was dying, what guy? Um, There's people that die in that movie. Yeah, maybe that sounds right. I guess you're right. (laughs) The old pickle tickle is pretty good. Ooh, a league of their own. (laughs) There you go. Okay. We've made it. Hey, guys. We watched a movie. Hi. I know that one because I say that a lot. <laughs> um, We did watch a movie. What what movie did we watch? <laughs> we, watched, we watched Mr. Mom. Mr. Oh, Mom. Oh, yeah. Okay. We watched Mr. Mom. I am the titular Bill. It's our second Terry Gar movie. Terry Gar in this movie. And... Our how many Michael Keaton movies have we seen? Who's Terry Gar? His wife in this movie. Okay. Who do, who do you think it is? Could have been any of them. Terry's yeah. a. You, you think it could be like Jeffrey Tambor or Christopher Lloyd or Michael Keaton or Martin Mull? <laughs> who else is in the movie? It definitely could have been Martin Mull because I don't know who that is. <laughs> He's her boss. You don't know who Martin Mull is? No. Jeez. Who was the fourth guy in the carpool? I don't know. Right. Could be Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I bring that up? Scary Terry. Maybe he's famous and I don't know who he is. Well, Terry is a lady, so 
<laughs> She's a very fine lady, Terry Gar in this movie. But also from Young Frankenstein. Oh, yes, yes, we which we've already seen. Right. Who was she in that? She was the love interest. The computer lady? <laughs> what? Computers in Young Frankenstein. <laughs> the movie from the what? The takes place in the twenties or something? You know what? I was thinking weird science. <laughs> uh, because, of course, you were. Everyone, welcome back to the miseducation of Shelter Bill. We've been away for a little while, and uh, we're dusting we're dusting off the little synapses here. We're we're getting back into the into the swing of things, and I have some trivia. How many movies are in <laughs> black and white? That have a computer lady in them. <laughs> probably not a lot, right? I mean, there's probably a few. I, I'm telling you, when you said Young Frankenstein, I thought that was the name of the movie where the two guys invent the lady out of the computer. Right. No, I well, know. I mean, but just, it's, you know, it's it makes, kind it makes of, me think. It's kind of a similar story, right? They Yes, it absolutely they is. a man yes. out of a quote-unquote computer. Yeah, they're animating life. It's it was definitely weird. Science is a, just a Frankenstein story, so it's fine. You don't know who Martin Mull is. Uh, why <laughs> has it been that long that this well, is surprising like, you? Really, I just, I just watched a movie the other day with Christopher Lloyd and Martin Mull, and I thought maybe you'd seen it. Maybe Me you know, too. It was called Mister Mull. Yeah, I know, but no, this the movie I watched the other day was called Clue. So maybe you should watch. Have you ever seen Clue? Yeah. Oh, you have. Uh huh. Oh. So you know who Martin Mull is then? Nope. nope. He's Colonel Mustard, the titch- okay. the guy from this game, the board game. Okay. Anyway, all right, fine. As I said, I have some trivia. Over these last few weeks, I've edited some episodes that were throwbacks, and I uh, kind of liked our year-based trivia from back then. We've abandoned it for a while. And uh, I thought oh, yeah. I would bring back a little. I can't play year-based games. Flavor of our. We used to. We used to every week. A little flavor I... of our old trivia game, but with a new twist. Um, as is my want, I'm going to do some over/under style trivia, and I'm. All of these topics are based on 1983, the year that Mr. Mom came out. Oh, okay. This is easier than what I thought. Bill, Rick, uh, we're going to start uh, this game by deciding who why goes do you say, first. Why do you say Bill first? Uh, because his name comes first in the alphabet, and he's top of my screen compared to you. Uh, Rick, al- Rick, Rick always gets mad when people say that I come before him <laughs> alphabetically yeah. because his last name. I never worry about the mine. alphabetical part. Um, but what? <laughs> well, because because my first name legally is William. <laughs> I yeah, think we've covered so this on both fronts. I'm 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 just kind of making shit up as I go. But what we're gonna do to decide who goes first is uh, without any of the listeners being able to see, you guys are gonna play rock paper scissors to decide who goes first. Do we just hold them up or we have to count or something? I will count you down. I will go rock, paper, scissors, shoot. And Alan, shoot, you will display your uh, preferential uh, choice. Sounds good. Are we ready? Our, mine's already out. I already yeah, have it ready. Let's go. Me too. Locked and loaded. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> Tie, scissors, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rick wins. Yes. Okay. Scissors over paper. That means Rick goes second. Bill, it's it's over under. You get to choose. Bill has to set the line. Good. Uh, Bill, the New York Times reports that, quote, reacting to the worst auto sales in two decades, the General Motors Corporation announced that it would lower or freeze the prices of half of its 1983 model cars. The price reductions, ranging from $250 to $500 per car, means that the average new car costs how much in 1983? Over, under, please set the line. $3,200. Rick Bailey, is the number over or under $3,200? What was the question? 
Oh my gosh. How much did a car cost in 1983? On average? Yes. Under. Bill wins $10,607. Okay, that was close. <laughs> Bill is up 1 to 0. Hot hand. On the last day of the trading year, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed at what level in 1983? Bill, please set the line. Hang on, let me think for a second. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to say 3,300. <laughs> I'm going to say over. Bill wins a point. One thousand two hundred and fifty-eight point sixty-four. The score is two to zero. Bill. Bill with the hot hand on July twenty-first, nineteen eighty-three. The world's lowest ever temperature was naturally recorded. Thirty-two hundred in Antarctica. How low did it go? Negative thirty-two hundred in in Fahrenheit or Celsius. Bill, please set the line in Fahrenheit freedom units. I'm going to say Kelvin. I could. I could convert that. (laughs) Great. Um, I'm going to say negative 78. Rick, is the temperature. I think it it got colder than that. Colder than that. So that would be a larger negative number. Yeah. (laughs) So the over or the under? Rick (laughs) wins a point. Negative 128.6 degrees Fahrenheit. The score is 2 to 1. Bill. Rick has the hot... now Rick has to set the line. Rick has the hot hand. He gets to set the line. On November 26th, six Roberts... Six Roberts... Wait, what year? I I turned three years old the next day. On November 26th, Six robbers broke into the Brinks Matt warehouse near Heathrow Airport. And they stole a three-year-old child. <laughs> and they stole gold bullion, diamonds, and cash. The robbers discovered 6,800 gold ingots the size of chocolate bars weighing over three tons, plus a consignment of diamonds and paper currency. How many American dollars was this haul worth? I like, I just want to be like, in the middle of Ryan's trivia question, he's going to be like, chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> $270 million. Bill, was the correct answer over under $270 million American dollars? Over. Rick wins a point, $36.25 million. It's all tied up at two. Uh, was that adjusted for inflation? Uh, no, this no. was in real-time <laughs> currency. Question number five. On February 28th, the TV series MASH ended after 11 years. This, what ended? The TV MASH. series MASH ended. Bill, for extra point, just kidding. What does MASH stand for? Keep going uh, how I like my potatoes. <laughs> the series finale, Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, became the highest watched show in television history. How many episodes did the series of MASH run? Rick, please it's set on the me line. To set the line? Yes. You know that I've been watching MASH. Uh, from I'm trying to watch from beginning to end, but I, I used to probably know the answer and I forgot now. But I think 274. Three. Bill, is the correct answer over or under 273 episodes? How many seasons did you say it was? 11. I'm going to say under. Bill gets a point, 251 episodes. Man, that was close, and I didn't hear him say 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Bill is the slight lead, 3 to 2. Question number six out of I'll seven under. questions. <laughs> a three to two. What? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant whatever I said it at. <laughs> what was the average price per pound for a sirloin steak in Hackensack, New Jersey in 1983? <laughs> the average price per pound for a sirloin steak. I'm going to say 19 cents a pound. 
Rick, was the correct answer over or under 19 cents a pound? Over. Rick wins a point. It's all tied up at three. $2.19 a pound. And this will be canonically accurate for the seventh question. Bill, I would like you, if you're going to put the pickle in your mouth, to at least bite it. <laughs> Just slurp on it. I don't it need to watch out. it enter and exit. <laughs> you know how when you pull it out of the jar, it's all drippy? You got to... <laughs> You gotta You're, just clean. You, you clean it off. You gotta clean it off a little. That was the Burn whole thing too. Okay. You just want to raw dog a pickle jar? <laughs> We've been doing this far too long. It's amazing how many pickle themed <laughs> drops Ryan can pull up. Uh, I'm ready. All right. Hit me, Daddy. <laughs> Gentlemen, in 1983, what was the cost of a 30-second Super Bowl ad for the win? Rick sets the line. Please set the line, Rick Bailey. 180000 Bill, is the correct answer over or under 180000 American dollars? Wow. That's a good line. Thanks. I like I'm going to say over. Bill wins trivia. The correct answer is $400,000. Right. What a shitty line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, boys. That was fun. I like that. That was a yeah. nice little throwback. Some pickles. I like it. Some fucking. I've always wanted to chloroform somebody. <laughs> Speaking of a nice little throwback, uh, Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Throwback to the patriarchy. Wow. Yeah. No, for sure. Okay. <laughs> you think? Okay. Not him, everybody else in the movie. Martin Mull, specifically. The advertising agency. But go oh, ahead. okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and also. Oh, playing yeah. hard to get. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so. Ryan, how many times have you seen Mr. Mom? Um, probably about five or six. Yeah. A couple times. Probably me too. Really? Yeah. One of my parents' favorite movies. Um, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So you watched it like you had it on VHS or something? Yeah. 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 We watched it. We used to watch growing it. Growing up. We watched it when I was a kid. And then when I got married, or I think when we had kids, our household would always be like, you fed chili to a baby? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That, That's always been a quote. At forever, 220, 221, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that. Okay. What does that mean, that, Bill? Uh, when you're wiring a circuit breaker, yeah. you want to do it at 220 amps. Nope. 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 <laughs> 200 or 220. Yeah. 220 volts. Volts. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, One of those electrical things. I just, but 220, 220. I, I was dang close, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Um, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna show I'm gonna keep my cards away from my vest. You're gonna from yeah. here. I'm gonna tell um, you a movie like this. Uh, no, let's wait. I'll I'll let you know my opinion on this movie in a little while because I guess here Bill has to say. Um. Well, um, Bill. Question: Do you have any memories of being in a grocery store when you were a young child? <laughs> yeah. Do you Do you know what a grocery store is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did they yes. call them something different in Canada? <laughs> no. <laughs> when you were sitting in your buggy? Well, your when, I lived, when I lived in Canada, there was the big grocery store in BC was called Overweighty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, Canada. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But um, my most vivid memory of a grocery store when I was a kid is that um, – I climbed into the bottom area of the shopping cart yeah. and was like riding down there on the bottom while my mom was pushing the shopping cart and stuck your fingers in the wheel. Yeah. It, <laughs> yep. I stuck my finger in the wheel and it got sucked into the like guard thing <laughs> on top of the yeah. wheel, you know? And, and yeah, it, it cracked my finger. I started screaming. It like split all the skin and I just bled all over the grocery store <sighs> floor. That makes my whole, Oh, it was, yeah, yeah, Ugh. just like, I'm screaming, there's blood everywhere. 
My wife got stuck in it. Stuck her Clean up ass. on aisle three. <laughs> blood of the floor. We, we weren't even in aisle three. <laughs> I remember my wife got her finger stuck in an escalator when she was a kid Oof, at the shut yeah, down department uh, store. Okay, you remember what? Yeah, Ryan? I remember uh, we had a store um, in my neighborhood called Market Foods, and they had grease pencils. And you would grab the food, the the package or whatever, off the shelf, and you would take the grease pencil and you write the price in the square. It's so before like UPCs and stuff. You just write like, oh, it's ninety-seven cents, and they just like, oh, you said it's ninety-seven cents. Cool, rig it up. <laughs> they also had ashtrays mounted in the shopping carts at this place. That's cool. Yeah, I've spent more time in grocery stores than I can probably could never explain. Like, as a because like, are you as try? A, well, I mean, <laughs> as a kid, all we did was ride our bikes to the grocery store mm. always every day. And like we'd go buy something or just go hang out. Or when it was hot, we'd go stand in the cold aisle. Now I shop all the time for the household. Right. It's just a lot of grocery stores. A lot stuff. of grocery stores. stores. I like a good grocery store. Speaking of, I, I, I recently took a trip and um, experienced a grocery store that I've never experienced before. I went to a high V. Have you guys ever been to a high V store? Nope. Mm-mm. It's a weird thing. Isn't it just called a hive? H-Y-V-E-E. High V. Apparently it's a Midwest thing. Um I why are all the Midwest things like I that? I don't know. It's the most American, <laughs> you know, possibly. I, I know a guy who works at a grocery store. We all know we all met a guy when we were in Wisconsin who works in a grocery store. Mm. Uh and I think it's called Is there a store there called Festival Foods? Yep, Festival. That's one. He works he works there. Yeah. That's all I know. So of. Uh, for the Northwesterners, a high V is like Fred Meyer, but like zhuzhed up a little bit. Like it's like a fancy Fred Meyer. Like they have like I think here we call that a QFC. No, but see, <laughs> see, they had like sporting goods and and apparel and shoes, and like a QFC is just a fancy food store. Whereas a high V's got like kind of a multi angle kind of thing. But I will say the the whole point of this is they had a really nice liquor section. So. I like that. I like it. Anyway, grocery and, stores. And so this grocery store conversation, uh, how does it relate to Mr. Mom? Well, I mean, Michael Keaton is in a grocery store and has no idea how a grocery store works. Um, loses his child, loses his other child, meets uh, one of the anti-heroes of this story in the grocery store. Does, did this bill this scene in the grocery store? Did it like annoy you? Because it's like, I mean, like when he's because like, no one's actually that stupid. Well, that and also like the clean up on aisle four when like he as he's like it's like they're watching him, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, this whole th- this movie's hard. It's hard to watch like critically knowing you're going to be talking about mm. it, right? Sure, because. This movie is a weird balance of like challenging in a sense. No, not even challenging. It doesn't challenge stereotypes. It doesn't challenge the status quo. It plays into all of them, right? Yeah. Um, But it just like shows you all of these like stereotypes and like the premise of this movie is just kind of silly because it's like, wouldn't it be hilarious if a guy stayed at home and a wife had a job? Right. right yeah, like yeah. that's the premise of this right. movie. Well, <laughs> um, but okay. So here's my opinion on this movie. I'm just going to give it, um, now I'm going to give it to you now. Yeah. This movie is very good and it's very funny, but it all hinges on the charisma of Michael Keaton. Right. Cause Michael Keaton is the perfect male specimen. <laughs> He sells it. He's I like I, everything he does. I'm just like, ah, he's fun. Like, well, okay, because that's I can I can forgive the things in the movie that are stupid. Yeah, because Michael Keaton is doing a good job as being Michael Keaton. The chainsaw scene, hilarious. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. Yeah, the, the two twenty, the Olympic, yeah, two twenty, yeah, the Olympics yeah. scene, hilarious. Yep, the poker scene, hilarious. Yeah, with the with the coupons. Yeah, it's great. Um, well, even even the scenes like this, like this, I don't know, 
the scene with his kid trying to get his whoopee from him. Right. Like, it's funny. Um, every time those kids walk into a room and they're like, they always have food on their face. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. And you know what? These kids, oh, these kids have the charisma that the kids in Overboard don't have. Right. These kids are a part of the story. They're funny, but they're not like obnoxious. They're just, they, they help. They help the story and they act like yeah. kids. Yeah. I like a story that throws some kids in Of there. course you do. <laughs> right. Okay. What were you um, going to say about Michael Keaton, Bill? No, it wasn't about Michael Keaton so much as just like, I don't know. There's, there's a weird thing about like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's kind of like, when you have like a um, old, old person, like a grandparent, uh-huh. right? And they um, want credit for being not quite as racist and out of touch as all the other old people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like, sure. But but there's still a little racist, a, a little out of touch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like this movie feels like it's trying to somehow make some sort of point about men and women and their roles, but then it completely fails to do that and reaffirms the stereotypes. I don't think And the resolution at the end, even when she's been incredibly successful as an ad executive and he's done this amazing job of, you know, accomplishing things at home and running the house, the happy solution is, oh, she's back in the house and he goes back to work with twice the pay. I think he might be giving this movie more credit than it deserves. You don't think it's trying to challenge the status quo at all? I don't think it's trying to. I mean, it's no, I think it's just a fish out of water story. That's like, it's like a freaky. So it's, it's like a freaky Friday a little bit. Sure. Kind of yeah. thing. Well, I yeah, think it's like it or like perfect strangers, right? It's like a long episode of like, this guy doesn't know what's happening and look how hard it's sure. Look how hard it is right. for a woman. But I don't think it's like now, I don't think it's a women empowering movie by any means. Right Now this movie, this was, I liked what I really liked was that they could do the whole story and have all the tension and stuff with the two suggestions of infidelity without having it be some sort of affair right. where someone cheated on right. someone, right? That 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 both Michael Keaton and what's-her-face, the Gar. fourth guy in the car, yeah. Terry, uh, Frankenstein, whatever. Terry Carr <laughs> from Weird Science. Yeah. Um that they they could both stay faithful to each other and kind of like push off these two grotesque caricatures that are well, coming yeah, onto and, them and, in either and, world. And Michael Keaton has that scene where he's like talking through it, like he's doing the point, which is so right, funny yeah. when and he the, gets to Z. Are you talking? Okay, so you're talking about the bathrooms. The bathroom A through Z yeah. scene. It's also funny when he has the days of our lives dream sequence. Right. Scene. Yeah. Well, and that's, right. so that's, yeah. that gets to my central point about this movie is like, I don't think you realize it at the beginning, but I realized it in the middle at that days of our lives sequence where this whole movie is shot like a soap opera. Like it's all a soap opera. It's all over the top and melodramatic, but in a, in a narrative way. Right. So they're telling this whole story, but it's not, they let you know at that point in the days of our lives scene where it's like, oh, by the way, this is all tongue in cheek. This is a, this is a entertainment piece only. Well, right. Well, and the whole movie is like you're saying from the beginning, even from the firing scene and the cartoonish reaction of the guys getting fired. Like it's all very, um, we are presenting to you a entertainment not this is not meant to be a slice of life this is not right. meant to be a realistic dramedy yes. right this it's is just, just fun yeah yeah um, it is oh, and, also, and it is also before the we get letters angry letters in the mail the soap opera is young and the restless that they're watching it's not days of our lives but it's all the same fair enough <laughs> fair enough just, there, just like, now we won't get those letters. <laughs> right. It's all damn it. We need right. letters. All of the angry emails. We'll keep getting letters as the world turns. <laughs> <laughs> and so are the days of our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, some movies, 
you know, I think a lot of people are trying to make points in most things, even, you know, hidden stuff. But I think some just comedies can be just fun. And this was like, this was a good, clean comedy for the most yeah, part, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? It, like, it, they're it, depending on the people with the, it depends on your level of, of like the slutty neighbor lady, you know. Right. Like, the one who, when she was playing poker, had two pair. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, well, it, also, it's suggestive, but not explicit, right? Right. 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 Yeah. Right. And the, the language, there was no swearing no, in yeah. it. But I don't know. But I don't know if like anybody, like you say, it's like, you know, let's say it's family friendly. Does anybody under the age of 10 years old want to watch this movie? <laughs> right. No, is but there see, enough for a kid to no, watch? No, but see, there's there's a world that's alive which, now. There's a world where you're of which you're not familiar with, uh-huh. where people with older kids than ten still want a family friendly movie. Oh yeah, no, sure, right? Also, like okay. not not everyone is your dad showing you Exorcist when you're five years old. <laughs> no, but he showed me this when I was five years old, also. And it was fine, but that like, doesn't mean that doesn't mean he has discernment. <laughs> it just means he showed you everything, right? But what I'm saying is, like, does anybody anybody that wasn't alive in the 80s or 90s want to watch this movie? Probably not. I don't know. I'll test it. I'd probably show this to like my kids and see what they think. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you might get mixed reaction. It's well, funny. It's funny. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and it's also um, like a a time capsule a little bit of this early eighties period where it was like this is kind of the end of the you know full on patriarchy America, right? Yeah, right, right. Uh, Bill, sit this part out, uh, Ryan. When it first starts, are you like, am I watching Gung Ho? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it where the Michael Keaton's in two movies where he works in a failing car manufacturing? Well, it was plant? kind of a big deal in the early eighties. I know. Is he from? Where's Michael Keaton from? I don't know. Good question. It's Gotham have, City. Have you ever seen Gung Ho, Bill? No. Um, it's it's him and it's a failing car thing, and then they get some guys from Japan to come over and help, and it's it's actually pretty good. We should probably watch that sometime. Well, Michael Keaton is an American treasure. Maybe when we get to Michael Keaton month or Michael Keaton sequence, we can. Aren't we right? in it right now? Binge it. I thought we were approaching scary season right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. We're getting a spooky month. Yeah. Um, but we're going to we're going to have to revisit some Keaton cuz Yeah. And then when it's done, we'll do Diane Keaton movies. Do you know why Michael we, Keaton is named Michael Keaton? No. <laughs> no. So his I forgot his real name. Maybe Ryan could find that out. But Michael John Douglas, he, born September 5, 1951. Yeah. Wait, his name's Michael Douglas? Yeah, so he changed it as to be an actor. Right, because there was already a Michael Douglas My, and, in the actor's guild. And he loved Diane Keaton so much, he made his name Michael Keaton. <laughs> Isn't that cr- kind of creepy? Yeah. In a weird way? like No, not. Uh, I mean, you don't have to qualify it with it in a weird way. It's kind of creepy. Who do I know? I heard a story from somebody one time that somebody renamed themselves out of somebody they knew's like, ah, never mind. I can't, I don't remember it. It's a cool story. To tell Good the story. story. Cool. Thank you. While you why don't we take a break on that note? Yeah. Uh, we should probably reset here. And uh, was that a cliffhanger or? Yeah. Have you ever seen Cliffhanger? We'll be right back. Bye. Check out shit. I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? <laughs> um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah, check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. And we're back. And we're back that was like a right. nascar pit stop did you figure out where michael keaton is from uh he was born at ohio valley hospital in kennedy township pennsylvania all right so that's like michigan midwest yeah <laughs> sure he was born at ohio hospital <laughs> in pennsylvania <laughs> yes well ohio valley meaning that's western pennsylvania Okay. 
<laughs> if you say so. It's not, wait, is that the most northern part of, wait, remember that? Like what are you about, talking about? You, had, you're asking me if Western Pennsylvania is the most no, northern part of Pennsylvania? No, I was just thinking about that time when we had this big argument about, like, the most northern part of America, I think, was in Michigan. Remember that? And you, we debated it for, like, six hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's in, like, North Dakota, but yeah. Yeah. I knew shitting in the Baptist bed look. Well, I mean, the, the furthest north part of America is Alaska, but... <laughs> contiguous United States. Yeah. yeah, it's like North Dakota. It's way up there. Um, so, anyway, Michael Keaton, national treasure, when he must protect him at all costs. Indeed. What does he do now? Oh, he was in Batman again, right? And he's in Beetlejuice too. Yeah. Oh, Bill hasn't seen Beetlejuice. Oh, Bill. Nope. Bill, how many Michael Keaton movies have you seen? Well, we watched that Batman one the other day. Yep. It's Bad called Batman. Batman one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Batman. Uh-huh. Um, before that, I had seen... I watched Batman um, two days ago with my kids. Again? I actually didn't watch it that first time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what had I seen with Michael Keaton before You saw Birdman, Batman? right? I think we talked about I saw about Birdman, that. yeah. yeah. I, I saw Birdman. Or the intolerable cruelty of something, something. No, those aren't the words. Um, Without, (laughs) it's funny you saw Birdman without having seen Batman. The the, Uh, it was wasn't a sequel, but it's it's kind of like canonical. Yeah, a guy who used to be a superhero like Batman. I saw the founder. Okay, did you see the Spider-Man movie he was in? Probably. I think I've seen every Spider-Man movie. Because he in like the Andrew Garfield one? Yeah, he's like Emma Stone's dad or something. He's a cop. Spider-Man Homecoming of a he's, two, a, he's a bad he's the bad guy. He like flies around with wings. No, that's scary that's what's his face? Who? Uh who's the creepiest guy in the world? Who's scarier Will without Defoe? the mascot? That's the, yeah, that's a, that's a green goblin. No, I'm talking like he flies he around. Has, no, he has like bird wings. The Jay, what's his name? In Spider-Man: Homecoming, Nighthawk. Oh, Jay Homecoming. Ah, I, I, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember Homecoming. I'm builds, sure I saw it, but he he builds the weapons. He's like works in a junkyard or something. Sure. What's his name, Ryan? He's the know. Claw. You were looking at it. Well, I have his biography pulled up. I don't yeah. have that pulled up. Oh. Hold on. I'll get there. The flying bird. <laughs> what's this? <laughs> Adrian Toomes. But like, what's the bad? What's the? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. This is not complicated. What other Michael Key movies have you seen, Bill? No, have that might seen, be it. Have you ever seen Multiplicity? Uh, maybe. I think I think I think, for I, the, I think I saw a bootleg copy of it. For the purposes of this podcast, Bill has not seen Multiplicity. <laughs> He's the vulture. Oh, okay. Spider Man. Um, there's a movie that I would like you guys to put on your list of movies to watch with Michael Keaton at some point. That I bet neither one of you have seen. And if one of you okay, has, hang on. Ryan, I'm looking. I'm looking through his list. I haven't seen Beetlejuice or The Flash. Uh, I haven't seen. Watch tell us what you have seen, Bill. Okay. I've seen <laughs> Batman. Part of Batman Returns. The Founder. Mr. Mom. This is where so two, really. 50% of them have been on this podcast. Right. Cars. Okay. Shouldn't count. The Other Guys. Okay. Toy Story 3. <laughs> he must be he must be a car in that, right? For yeah. one second. Yeah. The voice of Did we car. we watched RoboCop, didn't we? Nope. nope. What did we watch? Terminator? <laughs> he's I thought in, we did, I thought we watched RoboCop. We didn't, we've, but also he's in RoboCop? It. What year oh, RoboCop? 2014? Yeah, I was going to say he's not in RoboCop, <laughs> but also we haven't watched it. <laughs> 
Okay. Hey, I mean, he is in RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, he's not in the right. I scene. really want to watch uh, Jackie Brown, where he plays a character in yeah. 1997. That's a good oh, movie. He's in Much Ado About Nothing. I've seen that. Great. All right, so not a lot. Oh, he's in the Chicago 7. I'd like to say we should watch the movie Night Shift. Have you ever seen it? No. Uh, Ryan? I have not seen Night Shift. It's him and Henry Winkler. Mm. And it's... The Bronze Fawns. It's a comedy classic. What about... What's One Good Cop? Is that good? I I don't know what that one is. You're Mm. really... You're really... I think you got to go back. It doesn't matter. We can skip 1991. One good cop. No, I think he might be a bad cop. Hmm. Hmm. Now, maybe he's the one good one. Well, you know, there's a kid in it and it's also got a 5.8 rating. Got out it. Of 10, yeah. So um, there might be some um, vigorous is, editing in this portion is, of the podcast. What is Night Shift's rating? Uh, one moment, please. Such a underrated comedy. Night shift. Oh my god. I've got my work cut out for me already. It wasn't streaming anywhere because I was going to sign it before, but now that Bill didn't have to pay for Evil Dead, he can pay for Night Shift if it's somewhere. How did Bill not have to pay for Evil Dead? You're going to have to edit that out. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Oh, whoops. He signed into my Amazon that I couldn't watch it. Rick, Rick rented it, and he told me he watched it, and that he rented it. And I was like, so you still have it for like 48 hours. Let me just sign in and watch it, which is great. I didn't want to pay for that shit. <laughs> I'll save it. All right. So, um, does any final thoughts on the movie Mr. Mom? So, um, maybe, maybe 1983 was a different time, but... Uh, has anyone ever had that many um, service calls at your house on the same exact day? Well, also the exterminator does, and the TV repairman and does does the TV repairman actually try and fix that TV that he put his foot through? <laughs> I think I found the problem. I think when the glass is broken and the there's a lot of also I can't promise this, but I think when you break a TV screen. It's not just a ton of wires back there. No, it's a, it's a vacuum. Tool. Also, also when he kicked it over and it fell down and it started catching on fire behind there. I don't know if that happens either. Right. Why in movies is everything just like explode or catch on fire all the time? Because also, when things, the way things break in real life is very not visually yeah. satisfying. <laughs> My wife was watching part of Mr. Brown with me, which she'd seen before, but she was just like the scene when he's watching Young and the Restless. And the kid comes in with his cold grilled cheese sandwich and he irons mm. it. She's yeah. like, that iron is stressing me out because it's just like sitting steaming smoking, and sitting yeah. flat. Like you don't yeah. lay an iron down like that. Well, all and that's, times. that's indicative of the times when the irons would work like that. Like now right. it's like you leave an iron stationary, it will just shut itself off. This is this is the thing about that movie is stuff like that where like you could sit down and be like, that's not that's not real. That's not how it works. Or like how come now the vacuum cleaner listens to him? <laughs> well, he has the remote control. <laughs> okay. <before Yeah>. <laughs> I have one other thing I want to bring up. Okay, good. It's not going to be a popular good opinion. crowd pleasing. <laughs> Weird. Weird. But I'm just saying, like, okay. Ryan, you're a single guy. <laughs> you're going to so have to edit this out. He's going to say women shouldn't go to the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No, that's not what I'm going to say. But, Rick, you have been home a lot. Uh Uh-huh. You do a lot of the domestic work around your house. Yeah. Right? Yep. Hey, well, no, Um, I I would say I do a lot of the domestic work around my house. Yeah, but you don't have kids, so I don't know. It's a a little different. A little different. Um, There have been seasons where, like, I have been home with the kids and Jenna was working for like different periods in between jobs or transitions and stuff like that too, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that it's com- always easy and a cakewalk. 
But it's not as hard as they always, like, try and make it seem in a movie like this, right? Like, he's, like, can't handle it and stressed out and frazzled and all, like, staying home and managing the house is less stressful and easier than most jobs where you're responsible for providing for the household. I would like to be Mr. Mom. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that, there's, but, I would too. If, if that was your only job, if you weren't also working from home. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. But that's Wouldn't okay. you rather do that than any other job? Well, so here's, yeah, but here's the things about it. In, in this scenario specifically, and in most scenarios, there's always like a baby around and that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And like, I did it. I did it when my kids were two and six months old. Sure. And it um, did it 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 sucks some of the time, but not yeah. that bad. No, I know. Well, and but it just comes down to the fact that there are people out there, though. I I'm trying. There was another movie this came up in, not that long ago. We're like, and I know this in real life. I know some people. Um, I won't name names in the podcast, but I know people who like women mothers won't even like let their husbands do this kind of like they won't. They don't trust their husbands with their kids. Mm. <laughs> and it's, it's very strange to me. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not, it's just cause they're just like, they're too stupid. They'll murder my children or something. Right. You know? Right. And, right. And I think, and I think a lot of that comes from movies like that. Like f- for so long, guys are just dumb idiots. It's just like every commercial well, on TV. Yeah, it's, it's, still TV the, it's the Homer Simpson. It's the Homer yeah, Simpson sure. effect, right? Yeah, yeah, guys just can't handle They're, anything ever. We're only good for making money and then coming home and being another baby. It's right. like, you know, I hear, I don't know how true this is. I've heard it a few times, but they say that um, the the actual mafia, they say that they've never really they didn't use to talk like they do in the Godfather mm. until the Godfather came out. Right. And then that's <laughs> so how the mafia is. Yeah. yeah. It's like they, they now were these guys on act, not even thinking about it. Hey, you know? Oh, Gabagool. Yeah. I heard someone on a podcast the other day say that they've heard that when people get shot, you're supposed to just like if you get shot, you should keep moving and get somewhere and get help. But people fall down and like start to die because they see it in movies. And that's what happens when you get shot is you fall and you die. Mm. Which is like an interesting. You're thing. saying that movies, not the bullets, are what are killing people I'm when they get shot. That, that if you get shot, you have enough. <laughs> Guns don't kill people. Movies, movies kill, kill people. people. <laughs> movies with guns kill people. That is if, the title for this podcast. <laughs> guns don't kill people. Movies kill people. I think that the point is is that when you've been shot, you usually <laughs> have that is... en- enough adrenaline in your body that you're able to do more than just lay down and die. Right. If, if you've been sure, if you've been critically wounded fatally wounded that's not going to help you right but if you get shot in the arm you should not lay down and die. lay down and die but right. your 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 natural reaction is something you've seen a billion times and i heard this on a pretty loose podcast so i'm not sure <laughs> i'm just gonna keep the information going though yep spread it to our listeners next mm-hmm. right um well so yeah no men are just terrible so what are we gonna yeah do? and so i don't know like that's that's one of the premises here, and it. But the thing is about this movie is, what is it? Uh, something that we're trying to are we trying to keep that lie going so that we don't get asked to do stuff? Is probably, that is that yeah. the ruse? It doesn't seem to like, work. Well, but but right. the other hand is right. So you you follow this movie all the way through. Michael Keaton goes through his like overwhelmed phase, and then his over it beyond help phase. Like he's he's gonna quit. But then he excels. He figures it out. He learns how to do right. all the things, and he ends up like selling. So, is this really like um, an audit on the male being 
inept at being in the household? No. Or no, see, that's is it too- <clears throat> anyone who's put under that pressure is going to have a learning curve? And then right. well, that's ultimately what I was gonna say about this movie, learn how to do the a, thing. See, in, if you made this movie now, Michael Keaton would already be like a fat slob when the movie yeah. started. Right. And now he's got to figure out how to get better. He's just like a Michael Keaton in this movie is like, he's not a bad dad. He's not right. An exactly. He's just a right. good he's guy. He's a good guy. But yeah. now yeah. he's got to put He's got to figure out how to do some things. He didn't have to before, switch it up. You know? Yeah. I mean, they do show that part when he gets in the car and he's like, I'm so tired. I didn't sleep at all. Yeah. Even though he was like, ah, slept like a log after, you know, she's all stressed out. Right. Um, people have problems dealing with stress in their lives. And that's some people handle it differently. Right. And men and women handle it differently, too. Well, and I think but, I think you watch this movie and you really you start to think about it the way that we're talking about it now. And. It, there's way more layers than it actually on but the surface seems like. But that's what I was saying at the beginning, though, Ryan, is that's what's disappointing about the end of this movie. Right. I, I think this movie ends even not even about the ending. It ends very abruptly. Yeah. They yeah. More just say, oh, OK, that was fun. <laughs> Bye. Right. Yeah, and I'll it see. ends with her like, oh, he came into my room and tried to like sleep with me. So I punched him in the face and I quit and I'm not going back to work and giving up this successful advertising career. And he's like, oh, my company came back and begged me to come and I got my job back. So I'm now done with my successful homemaking career. Uh, Yeah. But also, I think the bigger, bigger story here is that they could actually feasibly live on one income and have two cars and a big house and three kids. Yeah. In Detroit. In De- well, in <laughs> you Detroit, can still do maybe. that now. Yeah. <laughs> but, there's lots of places in the world where that can still happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. But there's no, a know, lot yeah. of America where that doesn't happen is my point. Correct. Yeah. For no. Sure. So I recently, when I was finishing up my last bit of school, um, I had to do a, a project on the demographics of the city I live in and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and like break it down Seattle and then specifically West Seattle. Right. Yeah. And one of the crazy things is that, um, the lowest price, according to three different realtor websites that I looked at the, the lowest price on a actual house for sale in West Seattle this summer was on a eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It was eight eight hundred. No, it was eight hundred and fifty square foot house, two bedrooms, okay. one bath. Okay. No yard. Six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. And if you look up the city of Seattle, uh. A average salary for a teacher in the city of Seattle with a master's degree right. is $72,000 a year. Right? Yeah. So yeah. If, you had, if you had a couple that both had master's degrees and were both making $72,000 a year, that'd be $146,000 a year, right? Yep. Oh, no, $148,000 $148, a year, right? Yep. That's not enough income to qualify for an FHA loan to buy that $650,000 house. So a two-income house, both with master's degrees, with zero other debt, couldn't qualify as first-time homeowners with a 40% debt-to-income ratio on a mortgage for the cheapest house for sale in West Seattle. Like that's, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild up here. Yeah. But then you look at yeah. like house prices in Oklahoma City. You get 3,000 square foot for $200,000, you know. Oh, yeah. I I subscribe to this um email list called Cheap Old Houses. Right? Sounds and like amazing. they like scour the internet and every week you get a list of like these so like I see all the time I see these like 
six bedroom, 4,000 square foot house. It's all like oak floors and brick, Mm -hmm. 100 year old house, you know, huge porch, huge yard. And it's like somewhere in Nowheresville, Kansas for (laughs) $68,000. Yeah. Yeah. But people in Nowheresville, Kansas are also not buying those houses because they can't afford it because of the jobs they have there well and also what's the first rule of real estate location 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 right yeah yeah i mean i i'm surprised that there's i mean i'm sure there is more but i'm sure i'd like to see those populations how much they're going to change with remote working and stuff right exactly yeah that's that's a huge piece of it and then like when you look at the seattle thing the, the people that live here people that live where i live in west seattle either make way more money because they're on the highest income spectrum. Mm. You know, they're making over 200 grand a year or they have been in their houses for 10, 15 years. Right. Right. Yeah. And so you have a lot of like people who bought when these houses were, they bought able the to dip be bought. in 2008 they, or 2009. Yeah. 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 So like my, the house I'm in, my dad bought it in 2002 for $300,000. Right. Right. Which was a lot in 2002, but not compared to the like 950,000 it's worth today. Worth. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah. Things are only worth what people pay. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, we've gotten a little off topic, but Mr. Mom, it's a good movie. Hey, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Hope everyone enjoyed their summer vacation. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. I did. Mm, yeah. So I think there's only one thing left to do. We should probably get what? to the kilometer. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. we're going to keep it. Oh, I thought, <laughs> oh, I thought it was over. I'm going to do a spit take. I don't know why the kilometer sounds like bongo Sounds like drum. bongo drums. <laughs> Come on. Bongo this drum. whole thing went sideways real <laughs> quick. Yeah. Kilometer and, uh, I mean, kilometer. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I said kilometer. kilometer. I said kilometer. We, Rick, Rick, we, we both, both just, just said kilometer. kilometer instead of kilometer. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little uh, throwback, guys bring it back um, did we did, i don't think we gave a score on this movie rick i doubt it let me pull up the oh you mean here. you mean two months ago you didn't guess what <laughs> i would think <laughs> oh, of mr bob oh i think we did it's Ooh. loading to two, two, no not jars of clay <laughs> rick it was better than jars of clay rick you said bill would give this movie a 32. I said Bill would give this movie a 41. Bill, what do you think of this movie? This movie was so much better than the usual garbage you guys assigned. Why were you so down on Mr. Mob? We don't trust this was, you. This was good, clean fun with kids in it. This is like right up my alley, right? Yeah. This is everything that most of the movies you make me watch aren't. <laughs> Right? It was lighthearted, enjoyable, funny. It didn't have any disturbing rape scenes in it. Um, <laughs> you don't know. It might have. Almost. Um, a couple times. Right. There was a really right. close one, actually. They implied. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Uh, yeah. Well, if Martin Short would have showed up, who knows what would have happened. <laughs> Not like that, that Captain Ron incident. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no. So I, I give this movie a solid 71. Whoa. 71. 71 puts it in the range of. It's right below the Banshees of Inishirin at 81 and below Everything Everywhere All at Once at 75. It is just above White Man Can't Jump at 65. Yeah, I'm happy with that. That tracks. And it's a little bit below the old way of Terminator 2. And it's right equal to Beverly Hills Cop. Hmm. I don't know about those comps, but <laughs> I'll take it. He liked it. That's what matters. Well, <laughs> good. So I, we're back. We're here. 
Yeah. Let's get on a roll. Let's you liked a good, nice, family friendly movie. <laughs> yep. No. Uh it was good, clean fun, right? That that's what I like. No disturbing imagery. Nothing. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're getting close to spooky season. I know. <laughs> we have a plan <laughs> of attack that we're gonna unveil as we proceed through this month. Uh, I protest. And I think we should start with a little movie called The Evil Dead. Okay. Have you ever seen it, Bill? Of course not. Okay. Well, let's uh, do, get you out of here and let's do, talk do about it. Do you have any hey, idea Ryan. what this movie may oh, yeah. be about? Well, I think I it's a zombie movie. That's what I think. Like, it's okay. along those lines of like... Um, Zombies up my ass every day for years. Like Dawn of the Dead and mm. and zombie, zombie, zombie. And <laughs> yeah, that movie, the famous. Um, do you have the, any idea the, of do when... the zombie, the beat it music video? Right. Give me the idea when the movie came out. I can't believe I cannot believe we got through this whole up episode. You guys didn't say anything about John Hughes. I mean, why? But, he directed this movie, right? No, but uh, why? When you we talk about directors on this show, you never know who any of them are. I know, but we've watched a bunch of his movies, right? Um, yes. Uh, like, what did we watch? Did, isn't he the Breakfast Club guy? Yeah, yeah. And I, he didn't direct this; he just wrote it. Okay. Um, yeah, I just it was it was very different from the like Brat Pack stuff that we've watched. Yeah, well, because that's because he wrote it, right? That's because he wrote um, he wrote Home Alone. Mm-hmm. But he didn't oh, direct, okay. I don't think he directed that. Um, yeah, no, John Hughes is the best. I'll, that's part of it too. His movies are good; they're fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's why. But yeah, okay. So, Evil Dead, directed that's, by Sam Sam Raimi. Okay, that doesn't mean anything to me. See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> why? <laughs> why would we bring Sometimes, it up when you would say I don't know what that means? <laughs> um, Have we? What else has Sam Raimi done? Uh, Spider Man. I've heard of it. <laughs> uh, Dark Man. <laughs> oh, I love Dark Man. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Um, Should this be called Evil Man then? <laughs> Maybe he's a lot of man movies he makes, huh? Yeah, Poltergeist. Mis- Ma- uh, no, not the new really. Poltergeist. That's, that's yeah, that's not a thing. Um, I w- not, I'm not as much a fan of that. Uh, no, it's not. It's not that Poltergeist. Uh, oh. Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> oh, I've seen that show. Time Cop. Ooh, time oh, Cop. I've seen Time Cop. <laughs> See? Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll like it. I think you probably will. You should. Probably. Okay. I'm going to go watch it. I'll talk to okay. you guys later. Bye. Bye. Oh, boy. He's not going to like this movie. The polished turd is still a turd. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I'm not even going to talk about it. We've all seen it. Have you seen this movie? Yep. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a one. <laughs> yeah, a, a <laughs> negative twelve. Uh, okay. Wait, we can't do negatives. You're gonna say it's a one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna say it's a a two, just to prices right you. Okay, perfect. All right, let's just let's just get it. Let's burn this one down and see what happens next week. It's gonna be fun because he's gonna be pissed. <laughs> he's. Super gonna be pissed, and I, I like the uh, I like what we have planned. I think it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and we'll talk about that one next week. Also, yep. tune in next week for the Evil Dead. Well, I think it about wraps it up for this week. I really want to thank all of the listeners out there. We really do appreciate you. Please take a minute to check out our socials. We are on Instagram at Miseducation of Bill. We are on. T- at miseducation of bill and please please email us at miseducation of bill at gmail.com make sure to subscribe rate and like us on all of your favorite podcast apps you can find us on all of the major apps spotify apple music and anywhere else you can find your podcast a special thanks goes out to wyatt only and the wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast you can find them on spotify and at woatw.com bye bye
the dream.